Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Baylor Scott & White Sports Performance Center, Athletes Made Here. The Sports Performance Center was developed with one goal in mind, to maximize human performance through movement and recovery. Their team of expert performance sports coaches and trainers will guide you to achieve your performance goals. That's the Baylor Scott & White Sports Performance Center, located at the Star in Frisco. This episode is also brought to you by Allen Dental Studio, located off Bethany drive in Allen. Their office was designed with you, the patient, in mind, which means an excellent and enjoyable experience. From cosmetics to implants, you deserve a perfect smile, and Allen Dental Studio can make that happen. Also, don't want to leave out another longtime friend of the podcast, Texan Senior Residential Care Homes. With locations in Carrollton and Dallas, Texan Senior Residential Care Homes offers an affordable, high-quality alternative to senior living. Call now at 469-400-7650. That's Texen, spelled T-E-X-S-E-N, Texen Senior Residential Care Homes. Welcome to another episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch, being joined by Brian Murphy, Taylor Ragland, Kendrick Johnson, and Devin Hassan. Got the whole crew on hand to talk a little high school volleyball. That's right, guys. <laughs> Finally talk a little volleyball on the podcast. You know, we've been obviously very, very football-centric um, you know, since, uh, since August, but um, obviously uh, big happenings on the volleyball front for us all because this week is the start of the postseason, and the Dallas area always seems to have a pretty lively turnout when it comes to the high school volleyball playoffs be at the uh, Louisville ISD alternating the uh, the Class 6A state championship over the last few years between Flowermount and Hebron. You know, Prosper doing its thing at the 5A level before making the jump to 6A with the state title there. Lovejoy, always a player in the state tournament equation. And then programs like Plano West that have taken a, a big leap up over these last couple of years. So um, let's talk about those programs and some others as we as we begin the, uh, the postseason action. It starts tonight. We're recording this on Monday. It starts tonight with the bi-district round, Monday and Tuesday for that first round. And uh, yeah, the stage is set, gentlemen. So let's um, let's talk about be it the uh, the first round matchups, maybe a, a cursory look at some of these brackets, and see kind of who could uh, I guess theoretically make some big runs here and there. Um, let's start over in six A, and let's talk about the uh, the uh, the nine six A versus ten six A, the bi district rivalry. Did not have a whole lot of uh, drama in this one last year between these two, uh, between these two districts. You had uh, District Nine Six A, kind of the first. The first real look at like, oh wow, nine six A's volleyball is a bit on, is on a bit of a different tier than most districts in the state. As you had all four teams last year go three rounds deep, then you had two more go five rounds deep. Only and, they knocked each other. Yeah, 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 pretty much. <laughs> this was it was hands down the best volleyball district in Region Two Six A. So I don't know, guys. Like between uh, you know Taylor Brian, I mean we all have horses in this <laughs> in this uh, in this race. So um, oh, as the uh, <laughs> as the first uh, as the first round gets rolling. So um, I don't know what. What are the uh, what are the odds that we see these uh, these four teams from nine six a making a big run again, or is there going to be a little bit more resistance from ten six a? I say three out of four go, and three out of four get to the third go get three deep. 
Okay. I'm, I'm there's only I guess that. I don't know about Saxy. Saxy might might bust somebody, but I'm confident in Boyd. I'm confident in Plano West. I'm confident in Prosper. Prosper and Plano West have been the head and shoulders the the team. But I can see somebody like Boyd. It's hard to beat a team three times. I can see them seeing them in that third round knocking off a of Prosper. They gave away the game when they were at um, I think it was at McKinney Boyd. Or I was at that game. Yeah. yeah so they, they were it's hard to be a team. It's hard to be a team. So a team like Boyd that has the talent is come through. Punta West has been on a mission, so it's a team you don't want to see. Like They act like the regular season was a joke to them, so they've been celebrating since last year, so I don't know if people want them problems with them 6D winners they got over there. Yeah, with uh, with Plano West, um, at, at least in Region 2, I mean, all eyes are kind of on, like, you look at how the brackets shook out, and, you know, there's a chance the Plano West could rematch with the Woodlands. It's the same as last year. Who it's exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be West and the Woodlands in the regional semis, regard- unless one team just has a colossal slip-up. Hey, and Boyd then Prosper, has beaten, they have beaten um, the Woodlands. Prosper should, in theory, be waiting in the in the regional final, unless, they, I mean, those three teams are probably the best. The one thing I would say is Prosper's a little, I don't want to say down. I mean, they're mm-hmm. still extremely good. They knocked off West in one of West's Jekyll and Hyde moments this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but West and the Woodlands, for sure. I, I mean, I expect a fourth-round matchup there unless just all hell breaks loose. I mean, mm-hmm. it's – I don't know. It, it's interesting with West. I, I mean, like you said, they've really kind of acted like they don't even care about where they get into the playoffs, the regular season at all. Um, they've told head coach Justin Waters that over and over and over. Um, and last year, I mean, they should get the benefit of the doubt because last year they had the same kind of Jekyll and Hyde problems. They had games where they just – didn't show up. They had games where they got off to a slow start, but they will be know, focused. In the end, they were in the state tournament, yep. and they're even better. So, I mean, it, until proven otherwise, there's really no reason to believe that they don't belong there again. But I can see a Prosper or a Boyd that's seen them more than once beating them. Well, that's I'll take it's, that one it's time. Interesting because Boyd's that's why, be a problem. That's why they flipped Prosper and West. They flipped for seeding because neither coach wanted to play. Again, they want to limit <laughs> the amount of times that mm-hmm. you know those teams see one another because they split in the regular season. They could have played a seeding game uh, for first and second and nine six a, and they said nah. They flipped before uh, they even played the last district game. Like mm-hmm. they just did a coin flip, and um, West ended up number two. But they're happy with that because I mean it was West the last season that did it to Prosper. They had Prosper got them in the regular season twice. West saw them the third time in the regional final and smoked them. Since so you got a bracket in your hand, who, if, if Boyd were to go 3D, who would they see? They'd see Plano West. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They'd play Plano West. That's not going to go well it for them. Yeah. <laughs> Boyd, Boyd had a great year. Boyd's easily, I mean, clearly was the third best team in that district all year. Yeah. But they, unless Plano, it would be Plano West's fault if Boyd beats them in the third round. Mm-hmm. It would be a Plano West so mistake, not a Boyd necessarily just overpowering them. West is just too and I, I think you could see a, a scenario where 96A does meet up and take each other yeah. out just mm-hmm. like last year. Yep. Um, keep an eye on Saxy. Absolutely. That's, that's, see, the, um, that's, that's what the I was about to ask you about. I, mm-hmm. That third round, potentially. They're, they're, Sa- I've seen Saxy, but they beat the breaks on Frisco yeah. Liberty. They're, they're, they're good. They're 41-7. and seven. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Um, they, they have wins. They beat, they beat Flower Mound. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat San Antonio Clark, who's number five mm-hmm. in the state in 6A. They beat Canyon Randall, who's number two in 5A. They beat Frisco Liberty. Um, they beat Carthage. They're, you know, of their seven losses, two are to Lovejoy. Yeah. I mean, no shame it, in that game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's going to happen to most teams. Um, you know, they're deep. They have a, a wide range. They, they don't have just one hitter. They got six girls mm-hmm. that can hit at the net. Uh, they got a very good back line, an excellent setter with Claire Romo. And again, you know, you know, Ricky Jones, she, she schedules in the, in the early season. 
for a reason because she mm-hmm. knows that Tin Six A is not the deepest, not the strongest yeah. district out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Wiley was some good competition, but you know, a lot of their matches were yeah. you know they, they were in cruise control. So that's why they scheduled those those tough matches early. Um, you know, last year they lost to McKinney in the first round in a close match uh, that could have gone either way. Uh, you know, they have Allen. You know, Allen doesn't mm-hmm. have quite the record on paper, but they went through nine six eight. They're battle tested, and that's going to you know that's going to it's going to be a yeah. challenge for them. Yeah. Uh, in the second round, you're looking at a Rockwell Heath team uh, that's won eight district titles in a row of their own. Uh, a team that kind of gets overlooked over there in Region Two, um, and then you have a potential third round matchup with Prosper. Um, you know, again, Prosper is going to be the favorite in that in that matchup mm-hmm. if they if they meet. But you know, Saxe's played that caliber and beaten that caliber of team before. So yeah. you know, don't don't overlook Saxe in terms of making it's a run. Of, in other words, it's one of those cases where I feel like if Saxe beats Allen, they'll go to the third round. If the, you know what I mean, like it feels like that kind of momentum. I think most likely whoever wins the first yeah, round between these, because you know, it, it, you're likely getting you're likely getting representatives from either ten six eight or nine six eight yeah. in the third round again. The well, thing that, the thing that worries me about Allen, the only thing is they have the talent and they're battle tested. Like you said, nine six A is is no joke. And Coach G, when I talked to her, basically intimated that like we're not going to see a team in the first two rounds like the three that we had to play yeah. <laughs> above yeah. us. But at the same time. I mean, what? Nobody on Allen has ever played a postseason. Oh, yeah. That's because I, I mean, yeah, Allen is—it's—it's it's a really neat story, just in the sense that this is a team that went winless in district last year, and but they brought back just about the entire yeah. roster, and you're seeing what that experience has meant this season, as they were the clear-cut fourth-best team in the district. It's—it's um, it's kind of like Saxy in the sense that they're really versatile, as far as they've got five, six players that are all capable of, you know, athletic. Yeah, yeah. They've, um, you know, they, it's fi- their top five hitters all had at least 100 kills this season. They've got—they generate a lot of that offense through the middle with their middle blockers, Chloe Thomas and Tori Wilson, two of the better middle blockers in that entire district. Um, the defense initially coming into the season, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a question mark because you had the the abrupt transfer during the offseason of Callie Kamoa, who had been such a linchpin on the back for uh, for them, but Emily Kanana stepped right in and she, her numbers are almost identical, at least from a dig standpoint, to uh, to Kamoa's last season. Um, so they've, I mean, they, they've stated the tide there. It's like, like you said, Taylor, though, it's going to be the first taste any yeah. of those players have of the postseason, and it's going up against a much more seasoned sexy team that has shown the ability to turn it up a level against higher caliber opponents. That's I know you're trying to get to something, Kendrick. <laughs> um, that's uh, that's kind of going to be you kind of have to be on guard though for those those uh, the classic uh, symptoms of maybe a young team the the spotlight being a tad too bright that first look at the playoffs. So that could be I think of the four matchups that's definitely one though where you'd think that the 10-6A team is is definitely favored. Yeah. Now, how much you think is the Coach G factor with her veteranship and been doing this for decades to have that common influence? Oh, yeah. If there's a, younger if there's a, have them ready. Oh, yeah. But it, once it kicks into action and you have that holy crap moment, that's when, you know, it's not a whole lot that, that a coach can do. Um, you know, once that happens, she'll have them prepared, I think. I mean, I believe that. Mm-hmm. But then there's always that, you know, holy crap, we're actually in the playoffs and the ball's coming at me and what do I do now? Like, it's... I don't know. It'd be interesting. That's the one that I see is close, I guess, mm-hmm. in, in the first round between these districts. Um, let's see. Is there any really? Uh, have we even? We haven't really talked much. Prosper, Ryan. No. Yeah, so uh, obviously, I mean, yeah. Not to leave them out, they are obviously the co-district champions in nine six A, a team that went to the regional finals they last season. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Every, everyone gets a trophy now. Kendrick. Come on now. You get. <laughs> no, Taylor alluded to something. They actually you know, did beat Plano West, though, so it does at least make sense in that respect. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So Plano West or Prosper, they're yeah. having a down year for Prosper. They don't have a Maddie Whitmire. They don't have, you know, our star local media MVP. You know, you don't have Haley Killinger, you know, who went off to play Texas mm-hmm. Tech. And, you know, all these 
all these studs on and on and on but you know they're a really young team and you know they went through some growing pains they, they lost to Lovejoy <laughs> twice Byron Nelson I saw them get swept by Flyer Mound it was a really quick match it was really weird seeing Prosper get uh, get beat like that but that was right before District and they were kind of you know they were battle tested but they were kind of stumbling into the playoffs you know even the games that I saw them win uh, like against Reedy and stuff like that, Coach Kaufman still wasn't happy. Uh, and then the, the reverse sweep against McKinney Boyd, that was a weird night. They were down 2-0, just getting clobbered by McKinney Boyd, and then they just came back, chipped away, chipped away, and then they blew him out in that fifth set. And when I talked to Coach Kaufman at the end of that, she still wasn't happy. She she acted like she just she's made a cut. She's she a tough bird. She, <laughs> she is one of the best, like, she knows what she's doing. She is legit. Uh, she, and she, she won the state championship. She, she did. They're last year in 5A in 2017. Yeah. She knows what she's doing, man. She she's beyond. And so she knows the big picture. She knows it's not what you do in you know non district when you're getting you know just pounded by Flyer Mountain and Byron Nelson and stuff like that and Lovejoy. Uh, but you know she's had them ready to play in district. And I was shocked when they beat Plano West. But it also doesn't shock me that Plano West came back and beat them. It's this year it was it felt much more about Plano West having a Plano West night the yeah. first time, mm-hmm. and then Plano West showed up for the second one and. It clowned them. It was just. Oh, they it was they a clowned them. I, I know when I was playing on Boyd, they were talking. They were talking. They were like, "Yeah, we were going to see Prosper and then hit the playoffs." Like, y'all kind of like, yeah. y'all calling y'all shot. Plano West showed up. That was the one district game they showed up for because literally their message all year has been like, "We don't care where we get in the playoffs. We're just ready to go back to state or whatever." But the Prosper one, you could tell there was a colossal chip on on West shoulder oh, yeah. from that that one performance and that loss, and they walked into Prosper that night with. With no designs on on letting them off the ground, so and that was the that was the only game in all of October that Prosper lost a set. Yeah, and they got swept, obviously. But other than that, it was just sweep, yeah. sweep, sweep. They even threw in a, a game against Rockwall Heath in there, and they swept them. So, man, so Prosper's rolling. I, it's it's only fair that we get a Prosper Plano West, you know, fifth round rematch. That'd be fun. We'll <laughs> see. Said the Woodlands is pretty good. I don't yeah, want to. Yeah, I don't want to discount that for one second. And so sexy. So yeah. it's it's going to be tough. Over in Region One Six A, um, that's where the state champions come from these last few years. Um, from that uh, that Louisville ISD district, and we can look at uh, I guess a few of those matches because if you just talk about just matchups that on paper, just again like Five Six A and Six Six A, you're not going to find two more uh, too many more districts that have a stronger top four. Uh, than between those two. Um, so many matchups that are so overqualified for a first-round designation. You've got, um, let's see, Flower Mound begins its, dis- its uh, state championship defense against Keller. That one's actually tonight at LD Bell. And then you have Marcus, who is um, the, uh, the number two seed out of 6-6A. They draw South Lake Carroll, um, yes. which that tells you all you need to know about 5-6A. South Lake <laughs> Carroll's the three seed in that district. Um, that one is uh, Tuesday out at Louisville, 6-30. Um, and then you've got Hebron, the three seed out of 6-6A. They score off against Denton Geyer. Goodness. <laughs> and, uh, that one's at Colleyville Heritage, 7 o'clock Tuesday. And then uh, Capel draws Juggernaut. Not Byron Nelson. Sorry about that one. Yeah, well. that's going to be a tough one. Um, of these matchups, I mean, uh, you know, Tim, you got to see the Lady Jaguars once upon a time when they played Plano West in that. Uh, I saw them when they played Marcus. There you go, exactly. And it was two different teams, man. That was kind of the story of Flyer Mountain mm-hmm. here. That Plano West loss, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was still their last loss. It, yeah, yeah, I believe so. so. And that yeah. was August 20th. So <laughs> that was kind of a, a wake up call, I think. And, and Flyer Mountain clearly figured something out. Um, you know, when they played Marcus, the the quote unquote, you know, second best team in that district, it was not close. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, Marcus I would be, had some some momentum behind him heading yeah, into that one. Marcus undefeated. looked apart. Yeah. They were undefeated in the district heading into the first matchup between the two teams, and Flower Mountain just summarily dismissed them completely. It was it was not even close. Kaylee so. Cox 
is the best player I've seen this year. Is that Lauren Cox's sister? Yeah, and it's not even close. Like she. Well, made yeah, but then you go. Work I mean, Angelique Sears probably the best player on you know almost every other six. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's <laughs> there and Sarah Martinez. You can't mm-hmm. discount her presence yeah. in the back, and it's Who's they're that for the, real. Is that the, is that the yeah, yeah. they are like, absolutely she's for real. Darren Markham. I have no doubt that we'll see them if they can get past Byron Nelson we will see them and that's the uh, yes that's the matchup that I think all eyes are on and potentially in the third round if Flower Mound and Byron Nelson rematch Flower Mound is ranked number one in the state according to the uh, the TGCA uh, poll and Byron Nelson's number three and there's no difference between those programs who's between them the Woodlands right I mean those those top three programs are all just so interchangeable and it's Mm -hmm. I mean we'll see I don't know if I've seen the poll for this week yet but Wes I would put as there's that group of four Mm -hmm. I think with West Byron Nelson, the Woodlands, and Flower Mound, that it's just like those teams are the margins are so slim. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, it was a game that you know the Lady Jaguars got the better from last year. That one won five sets. I still remember, uh, you know, Justin Thomas was streaming the uh, parts of the match on Periscope or something, and it was uh, the energy inside that gym looked like it was crazy. Um, yeah, that's kind of a you're basically getting a matchup that's worthy of being for the state championship in the third round if those two teams were able to take care of business. Those uh, those first couple rounds, you know, it looked like on paper that there might be an interesting test for Flyer Mound. You know, assuming Flyer Mound does advance, you know, to the second round and potentially a matchup with Mansfield Lake Ridge, a team that had really put together some really impressive results early on. But then their star player Madison Williams, I believe she's committed to Texas. I want to say um, she tore her ACL in October, thus you know, kind of sapping some yeah. of the uh, the luster from that one. Um, elsewhere, um, you know, I think that uh, that matchup between Marcus and South Lake Carroll, which I think I actually might that's, end up covering that game. That's the best first round matchup for sure mm-hmm. just because it's a two three and like you said i mean it's not like it's not a three you know it, it's it's just it's dumb and marcus in a lot of districts isn't a two marcus is great like i mean it's it's gonna be fun with marcus i just you you, you talk about just their depth and mm-hmm. like that was when i you know when i saw them beat capel that was the uh, the first thing that stood out is well they got like six seven kids that are out there you know just they're all interchangeable they're all i mean they're long they're athletic they've got a lot of different ways to beat you and head coach daniel barker said afterwards oh yeah this is far and away the deepest team that she's ever had that's and the crazy part too about that fire mound game they looked awful and it wasn't <laughs> their fault they just looked like they couldn't win a point fire mound is just they're on a, a separate level right now, I think. Yeah, players like Paige Hunden, you know, Maggie Boyd, uh, Cameron Upshaw. You know, Marcus has a lot of different weapons to throw your way. And we'll see again what it means because South Lake Carroll is one of those teams. Like, it's just tough to fathom South Lake Carroll potentially going one and done as credentialed as that program is. Um, you know, that one's going to be uh, – that's definitely on paper, I think, the juiciest of the uh, of the four matchups. Otherwise, you know, I, I mean, I got to see Hebron for the first time last uh, – you know, this season last week when they beat Capel. And what was honestly, as far as just atmospheres go – that's the best volleyball match I've been a part of in, in a long time as far as just both both sides getting into it. You had, I mean, the, the, uh, the student sections were trading chants back and forth. It was, it felt like a legit playoff atmosphere, and it was the perfect kind of tune-up for those teams as you get ready for this kind of stuff and what they're going to be seeing this week. Um, you know, Hebron, they were able to get that win to uh, to lock up the three seed, and, you know, talking with head coach Karen Keeney afterwards, it was the first time that, you know, Hebron had really been immersed in that kind of atmosphere, and just to see her kids actually come through and, you know, really thrive in those uh, in those moments. Players like Nettie Okamore, Harmony Sample, and it was 
really an encouraging sign because it's been kind of an up and down year for Hebert. Mm -hmm. And part of that, you know, Coach Keeney wasn't with this team for, I believe she said she missed 23 matches. Her father yeah. passed away um, over the uh, over the summer, so she was, you know, absent for a bit. Um, and now that they, she's she's gotten back, you know, they've uh, they've definitely shown some uh, some signs of progress and look to be. Uh, I could see them giving Geyer a, a yeah. game. You know, Geyer's, I think Geyer's probably still the favorite in that one. Geyer was, you know, state ranked at various junctures throughout the season. They've only lost seven games all season. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I could see Hebron giving them a, a bit of a game as well. But really, I mean, like we said, though, all eyes on Region 1 are Fireman and Byron Nelson. It feels like that region runs through them. You look at the rest of the bracket, and um, yeah, that's, I mean, you have some teams that are ranked like 24th in the state, yeah. 25th in the state. Sorry, Not exactly right. a number one versus number three that you're going to get over in, uh, you know, over with uh, with Fireman and Nelson. So we'll see what happens. Again, that one should uh, could take place in the uh, in the third round. Devin, anything uh, in 11-6A before we, uh, I guess, uh, take a quick break? Anything to be uh, on the on the lookout for in that district? I mean, you know, Rockwell, Rockwell Heath shared the district title. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mentioned Rockwell Heath brief, briefly earlier. They've won eight straight district championships, or at least mm -hmm. a share of. Um, you know, they played they played Saxe in the season opener and then went five games. Saxe won. But, um, you know, Rockwell Heath has one of those deceiving records. I think they're 20 and 19 or mm -hmm. somewhat overall. Um, but they played against top competition. I mean, they, they just played a juggernaut in, in the early season. So they're going to be a tough out. Um, it's so hard to tell with 12-6A. You know, in those first round matchups, because you don't know a lot about, you know, a Belton or a, yeah. you know, the clean schools and whatnot. Wake up um, midway. You know, I just ha I just had the one team out of Mesquite ISG Horn, uh, who got hot at the right time. They won five matches in a row. Um, you know, they lost to Tyler Lee the first round of district, beat in the second round. They opted to have they tied for third, opted to have the play the playoff match rather than flip a coin, and they went on the road and won that game in five game uh, five sets mm -hmm. on Friday. So they built a little bit of momentum, but it's just it's going to be tough. All right, we'll uh, talk a little bit of 5A in just a moment. Um, yeah, let's look at kind of where things are at as far as our 6A schools that are playoff bound. Um, obviously, plenty to talk about on 5A. Lovejoy, Frisco ISD, McKinney North, nice little resurgent year for them. And we will uh, get to that on the other side of this break. Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media. 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. And now, let's get back to the podcast. And we are back. Let's keep on rolling as we preview the high school volleyball playoffs. We have talked some 6A, so let's jump into 5A. Um, let's see. Uh, you look at the top of the state rankings, and who? Big shot, guys. Lovejoy. Uh, the uh, death taxes and Lovejoy being really, really freaking good at volleyball. Feels yep. like forever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Taylor, as, as the Lady Leopards are about to embark on another year where it's, it is state championship or bust, um, they fell, uh, was it just one win short last year? Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously they're, uh, they're in a weird scenario last year yeah. too. I mean, they made the state tournament, lost in the final in a game where they just didn't play like themselves. Mm -hmm. um, but they, like you said, Fresh. been playing like themselves <laughs> all year long. I mean, they're forty-one and five. Four losses are they have a pair of losses to both Plano West and Byron Nelson. So one team outside of Plano West and Byron Nelson has beaten them, and I don't think it was a sweep at that. So mm -hmm. I mean, it. You know, they've, they've won 12 in a row, one set in district play. They lost to McKinney North, who we'll get to in a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, Ryan Mitchell back at the helm, who, you know, obviously has some, some history with, with the, state titles. He was the architect for that five, uh, the five straight that they won from yep. 08 to 2012. And, yeah. you know, I, I really don't see anybody in their way of getting back to the Ooh. state tournament outside. Ooh. We'll get there. There's one top 10 team in Frisco Liberty who I think would put up a better showing mm -hmm. than anybody else, but still wouldn't beat them unless Lovejoy. 
you know, lays an egg. And then on the other side of the region, there's two top 25 teams in North Hornet and Red Oak, Red Oak, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's their path to the state tournament. If you're Lovejoy and you don't make the state tournament, then you fail. I mean, that's that's the <laughs> expectation. That's how they view it. And, you know, it's going to be another year of, of that. If there is, so if we do get Frisco Liberty versus Lovejoy in the third round, we I mean, will. Their, Again, path, their right? path is. I mean, that was yeah. the same as last season, right? Yeah. I believe I covered that. Because Liberty, they play Princeton. <laughs> you, you, you don't foresee Creek Hero or Earl Turner sneaking up. South Oak Cliff or Earl Turner, and then Lovejoy has to go through Centennial, which oh, they'll sweep I can't, them. I can't folks could play volleyball. And then they, yeah. they'd face Creekview or Adamson. That's yeah. just <laughs> no point in even playing that. So they are going to play each other third round. Mm. It's not going to be a sweep. I'm not saying Liberty's going to win, but it's not going to be a sweep. What Liberty, does it matter, though? I wonder how what many, I wonder how many times we give them a game. It's going to be a good game. What does it matter, though? I wonder how many times <laughs> that you've been able to say, though, over like in any of these meetings between Lovejoy and Frisco ISD, how many times has Lovejoy not had the best player on the floor? Because Frisco Liberty is going yeah, to have the best player have on the, the best floor best in this matchup. And Jenna Winnis... She's by far and away the district MVP again mm-hmm. uh, for the second time in her career. Um, she just led Liberty to 18-0. and mm-hmm. um, Coach Womble, she told me this is their best four-year stretch of volleyball they've ever had, and it's mainly because of Jenna Winnis. She played on the U.S. You know, women's national team over the summer. Um, she was with that TAV Black team that has Tav. all that has Tav, yeah, that has all the kids from Flower Mound yeah, and Lovejoy and Plano West. West, all on the same team. She was on that hmm. team. Yeah. You know, Jenna Winnis, she's amazing. She literally does everything on the court. Glenn Gunn. I was <laughs> just thinking of that. I've never seen Liberty play. Oh, one of our <laughs> photographers is mesmerized <laughs> by Jenna Winnis and so, watching Liberty play volleyball. So he he shoots a lot of yeah. uh, Liberty's game. He yeah. shot like two or three so far this year, and. I, it was the season finale. He was. It was a couple weeks ago. It was first go against first. Uh, it, Liberty wasn't playing, mm-hmm. and it was kind of getting interesting. And then Glenn finds me in the stands, and we're talking, and this and that. And he's like, and it, it was, had the makings of going five sets. And he he leans over, and he's like. Hey, if Jenna Winnis isn't playing, I don't want to see five sets. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I lost it. Yeah. Glenn's a funny guy. He's our yeah. he's he's a great photographer and yeah. and everything. And I just wasn't expecting that to come out of his yeah. mouth. But that's how good she is, man. Yeah. She she literally plays all six positions. They'll move around. Uh, you know, she she'll she'll lead the team in digs and lead the team in kills. She was great and last year. I mean, when I saw that game, she was fantastic. She was herself. I mean, I I think Liberty. You know, like but, I said, the, but his love is, showing, is but Lovejoy even better than they were last year? Because I think Liberty's taken. It's, a step. it's so hard to freaking compare. <laughs> they're great every year. It's I mean, like it's like you're splitting hairs. They're forty yeah. something and less than five almost every season. So I mean, it's so yeah. hard to. I mean, it's not like Lovejoy has any absence of talent with Cecily Bramshriver and Avery Carlson and Grace McLaughlin and everybody else that's yeah. on that team. Kelly like, Camo, we mentioned Callie earlier, Camo, from Allen. Yeah, well, that's the problem. The rich got richer. Maybe they don't have if Jenna Winnis is the best player on the floor Lovejoy's got six on the floor that are right underneath her you know what I mean it's, mm-hmm. it's just the depth and and the expectation is so tough to overcome was it you that say that said Lovejoy hasn't lost since August or something like that no that was far around well Liberty Lovejoy hasn't lost to Liberty hasn't lost since August 20th against Saxe mm-hmm. yeah so Something's gotta Some, go. Something's gotta yeah. go. <laughs> I, mean, I, I do expect Liberty to give them the best game, like of Dude. probably on the road to state. But 
you know, there's just nothing that indicates that you could expect an upset. I mean, it will be. I think it will be a solid show. <laughs> Would you say five? He called, he's calling you underdogs. I'd probably say four games. I mean, Lovejoy puts people away, but I see y'all put a bet on this. Y'all getting kind of heated about that. I see y'all put a bet on that. We can bet on uh, Wakeland and McKinney North. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah, let's do rematch of football. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's transition to I guess some of the action on the uh, the other half of the uh, of the Region Two Five A bracket, where you've only got two teams. Teams that crack the top 25 in the TGCA poll, and they could very well see each other in the second round. Highland Park number 20 and McKinney North number 25. Um, with McKinney North, again, it's been like it's not too often you get to the playoffs and you see McKinney North with a state ranking next to its name. <laughs> the, the, the program changed. Pops of Lily, Libby Rodriguez, first year, gets my knife for coach of the year, then turned the program around. They built off the foundation they had last year when they were one and done. They got three star freshmen that can legitly ball, mm-hmm. and they've been the centerpiece along with the Alpha Top Tier C um juniors and they, they took a set off of Lovejoy just getting a set in that district that's it's a big deal I think that's the difference between like Lovejoy and Liberty is that like you can put on your resume that you took a set off, off Lovejoy that's like a, that's an <laughs> item on, McKinney North's gonna hang a banner that's, for that's taking a set off Lovejoy accomplishments <laughs> in a season but, like hey we uh, took one in, in the big uh, picture they're still building the right direction but if I was going to Vegas which I do I think I would put them going to the third round okay well, Which go. is c- compared to the fact that they've never won but one playoff game in the program's history, that'll be a huge deal. You wonder then how, um, you know, just if there might be kind of like we intimated with Allen on the first half, if that kind of, especially when you're a team that's built so much around freshmen, mm-hmm. um, just if well, the uh, if you do see any of those uh, those kind of those uh, those youthful well, growing pants well, coming out. Well, two of them play on those those younger top teams. So like one of them's been a, a junior national champion or like or a runner up or whatever. Oh, yeah. So that I think they take that stuff. I won't say more serious, but playing on that type of level, yeah. I think gets them ready for something like this. So they're not your typical freshman because they play high level, like you said, that top stuff. It's not going to be a, an easy draw, though, just no. when you look yeah, at what so they have with Frisco Wakeland. Yeah, and if you beat Wakeland, then you got to play Highland Park. Yeah. And they're also state-ranked. And, and they have they, a stud. They, and they, and they, they, they did beat Wakeland already once this year, just saying. And then in the third round, they'd most likely play Lebanon Trail, who only really lost to Liberty. So... It's I mean, tough. It's one of those cases yeah. where it's like not only is it kind of their first experience for a lot of the girls, but it's a it's a hard road. Yeah. It's a hard road to pave in, in that side of things. It's kind of unfortunate, but so I mean, obviously, Brian, we've talked about Liberty and the chance that they would have, you know, at least going three rounds deep, and we'll see what kind of threat they could pose to Lovejoy in that matchup if it ha- does, uh, does in fact happen. Um, where else in Frisco ISD do you see anybody else capable of kind of making a push there? The Lebanon Trail, yeah, Lebanon Trail. Man, they are loaded. They have Tyra Ariel, who's uh, committed to USC, and she's just a beast of a middle blocker. Man, I've mm-hmm. never seen anyone, at least in that district. I mean, right next to Jenna Winnis, someone get that high above the net. She, her, her reach and her vertical is insane. You know, it's just their second year. This is their first year with seniors. You know, obviously last year they made the playoffs without any seniors. Uh, and this year they went, went 15-3. and three. Um, And, you know, they, they kind of got punched in the mouth the very last game of the year against Liberty. They got swept. But, I mean, they, the playoff seating was already determined. They, it yeah. didn't mean anything. It meant more for Liberty. They wanted to go undefeated. They were just kind of, I guess, hungrier. No, but Lebanon Trail, man, they are they're, – they're big. They have – you know, uh, Dorsey, uh, another middle blocker. She's mm-hmm. she she's a beast, uh, and they 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 can they can make a little run. They sh- I, I'm expecting them to make, you know, the third round. Uh, you know, seeing the bracket and, and whatnot. But you know, it's it's a young program and up and coming program. But you know, all these teams coming out of Frisco, that Frisco ISD district volleyball district is from top to bottom is one of the toughest um, in the state. And so many coaches <coughs> will have told me that, and 
and, and, and whatnot. So, I mean, but Lebanon Trail, if, if if anyone is to make the third round alongside Liberty, it would be Lebanon Trail. Hold on. I didn't say Wakeland. I didn't say Wakeland. No, I'm not talking about I that. I said Lebanon Trail. How are they so good from top to bottom when we only got two people going to the third round? Like, because this region is ridiculous. This region is ridiculous. Look at you have Highland Park, you have McKinney North, and there's also Lovejoy in there, and it's just it's it's Centennial has to play Lovejoy in the first round, so that's an that's an out for for Centennial. Centennial would be, you know, a district champion in a lot of five A districts. I'm not saying in your district or with Lovejoy, obviously, but in some other five A districts in the state, Centennial would be or Wakeland. Uh, you even have Reedy. Reedy was a district champion last year. They didn't even make the playoffs in Frisco, so it's just it's 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 tough in Frisco ISD. One other, um, one other aspect of us, uh, so we can quickly touch on them. You know, we could talk a lot of Carrollton Farmers Branch ISD. Um, but uh, I'm actually going to go to this match tonight. Uh, Six o'clock out at uh, Loose Fieldhouse in Addison. I'm going to go watch R.L. Turner open up the playoffs. Um, R.L. Turner opening up against South Oak Cliff. And uh, I'm uh, a. Yeah. <laughs> Low-key, um, and yeah, with this R.L. Turner team, I mean, 26-11. and 11, Not too shabby record for R.L. Turner relative to where that program's traditionally you know, been at. They made the playoffs last season. Um, I think they might be able to get out of the first round, too, this year. You know, kind of a, an undercover, uh, we're going to be doing our all-area team, you know, in a few weeks. You know, R.L. Turner's Victoria Smith might have an outside shot of cracking. It's a tough list to crack when you look at just some of the names that made it last year. Um, but yeah, you know, she's, uh, she had 30 kills in a match earlier this season. One of the more uh, impressive hitters that that maybe the best hitter that program has ever had for that matter. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Just curious to see what our alternative can do. Now granted, obviously you don't get any sort of consolation if you do advance past uh, South Oak Cliff because they would most likely draw Frisco Liberty barring some, uh, some colossal <laughs> upset. Um, yeah, it would be uh, RL Turner and Liberty in the second round. But um, nevertheless, yeah, and if the Lady Lions can get to the uh, you know to the second round of the playoffs, it'd still be a heck of a milestone for that program. Um, let's see. Elsewhere, um, Poteet, anything to expect out of uh, out of the Lady Pirates in this uh, in this postseason run, Devin? You know, it's it's a lot like I, I, when I touched about Horn. Mm-hmm. The, the, these two teams basically had mirror image seasons. Yeah. They both got up slow starts in district, um, playing against the district leaders. Mm-hmm. It was top heavy at the beginning. Uh, you know, I mentioned Horn won five in a row, avenged the loss to Tyler Lee, and and got the uh, got to play in the mm-hmm. seating match. Well, Poteet did the same exact thing against Kaufman. Lost the first meeting, came back, beat Kaufman the second time. Played him again in the seating match. Won the mm-hmm. seating match. So you know, Potees won five or six going into the playoffs. Uh, they, but you know, the third seed they played mid, play a Midlothian um, in the first round. Don't know too much about Midlothian. Um, you no, know, Red, Red Oak's really the team. You know, coming out of, uh, of that fourteen five A that everybody's mm-hmm. kind of keeping an eye on their state ranked and whatnot. Yeah. But Midlothian played them tough. So it's going to be a, a tough matchup. But you know, as as y'all have talked about, you know, just the, the number of heavyweights. Uh, in 5A Region 2, you know, if Poteet were able to get out of the first round and, and make it to the area round, um, I mean, I think that says a lot for a program that was a perennial playoff team, a, t- a program that had made deep runs in the playoffs, but then went through a little dry spell a few years ago where they missed the playoffs four straight years. Mm-hmm. They're back in the playoffs for the sixth straight year. Um, if they could advance around, I mean, that so that shows progress to where that program is building toward, and uh, there's, there's no shame in that because, again, they're going to run in teams that are just frankly better than yeah. them. Over in Region 1-5A, we can close out the podcast with a look at, I guess, our, our two postseason-bound programs over in Region 1, Lake Dallas and the Colony, where, as we talked about in the first half, you had last year with what District 9-6A did by uh, going 4-0 in the first round. Is the exact opposite for 8-5A, Taylor. Yep. 0-4, um, including District Champion Denton. Um, 
again, the draw doesn't get much easier this time around. So um, nope. as you look at these, uh, some of these matchups, I mean, the Colony draws Grapevine. Good Lord. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, that game is uh, 6.30 Tuesday at Marcus. And then Lake Dallas, you know, with a nice little resurgent year under a first-year head coach, Kristen Holbrooks. They, uh, the young team last year, they kind of kept that uh, kind of like Allen. A lot of that youth kind of grew up, and it resulted in a much better year for them this season. They draw Boswell. That one is 6.30 Tuesday out at UNT. Taylor, is anybody in this district going to get a win in the first round? You know, if if you were going to place money on anybody, I think the Lady Falcons have the best shot, and they have the better half of the region. The Colony, I'm sorry. I mean, it, Great it, for all of Jada Coleman and, and confidence <laughs> and, you know, they them believing that they can step up and beat somebody, that's a that's not only a tough first-round matchup, then you look at the rest of that, mm-hmm. that side of the region. Denton's in there, who was part of that sweep. Last year, yep. so obviously, you know, and that's the best program undefeated in 8-5A. So they're still in there. Colville Heritage, the entirety of, you know, the district they have to play in 7-5A could beat the Colony in theory. And, and then you got, like, Canyon Randall and other teams at the top. That's It's, it's going to be a rough go. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, the Colony fans. But, you know, Lake Dallas, the district has several top 15 teams. I mean, the region, the, the half of the region, and, and – there's a little bit easier path, but you know, for Lake Dallas, the goal is just to get past round one. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, I mean, it's all kind of gravy because they this is their sixth straight trip to the postseason, and they haven't advanced. I don't think since maybe that very first year in 2014, it, at least. So it's been you know five years since they've even been to the area round. Mm-hmm. So you know, if they can get by Boswell in a two-three you know matchup, um, you know, punch above their weight, quote unquote, a little bit, and 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 take them down, that would be huge for the program. I don't see it happening. I mean, Boswell is really, really good. Their losses were essentially to Grapevine and, you know, one other kind of, you know, throw-in loss. But it's it's going to be tough sledding for both programs, and put it that way. All righty. And that'll do it for this episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. A, a look as to what is, uh, what is on the horizon in the high school volleyball playoffs. Should be a fun one. All right, guys. Um, yeah, appreciate everybody for tagging along. Folks, you enjoy your week, and we will talk to you all later. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.